And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finity comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Coyle hitting Finity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another We Are Me the podcast brought to you by uh, Mickey Brennan, Kieran Flynn, Brian Kelly and David Rispin and uh, it was a hectic weekend of football um, throughout the county and uh, it will be a hectic weekend next weekend for Hurling, not this weekend, uh, Kieran Flynn just as you get your little tuppence in there um, but uh, I suppose uh, we have on this week's uh, We Are Mead podcast, we've got the results from the Chocolaterrick Junior semi-final, the Mead Potato Company semi-finals as well in the intermediate, and the Ferrier Steel Senior Championship semi-finals, which we won't spend too long on. And uh, we also <laughs> be previewing the Ted Murta Senior uh, Championship final replay, which takes place next weekend. And we've got um, a couple of other fixtures and then results from uh, Leinster with the ladies uh, teams that were out in action, the Mead ladies teams that were out in action as well. So I suppose, um, before we start, lads, a uh, busy weekend of football, David Rispin, and uh, I suppose uh, entertaining enough, and, and we'll see it from our predictions that, uh, I suppose, a lot of games were very hard to call. We said that last weekend. Yeah, uh, the two games Saturday were exceptional, actually. There was uh, a mate of mine, he, he picked out the four draws for his coupon, and he would have stood to win 36 grand had they all come up. And sure, after the first one with Castletown and Nover, he was uh, he was in business, and then your game then had to screw everything up. But, uh, and it was weekend. very close to being a draw as well. But yeah, it was. And the, the, the two games Saturday, and probably Sunday, I think, the weather had a, had a big factor in the quality of football that was played. You know, Saturday was a much better day on the main. Um, and, and obviously the games on Sunday, you know, slippy conditions, wet ball. It didn't probably help and it took away a little bit from the quality. But overall, you'd have to say, on the main, as you mentioned, um, entertaining games across the board. Yeah, Kieran Flynn, County Board, happy with the uh, attendances and uh, I suppose the football quality that was on show on the weekend. Absolutely. And we, we trialled our new initiative with the weekend pass for the county hurling final last weekend it's going to be in it was in this weekend it's in for the rest of the weekends now finishing off the championships so for the dedicated supporter that goes to both days of events they're saving money and it's encouraged them to go so i don't have the figures on that because they're only been computed now as they say but it looks like there was a good few bought and and to be honest if there's only 50 or 60 people buy them that's the 50 60 dedicated people that we're looking after so overall the football was great quality especially like dave said the saturday was very exciting I know it was probably heart-wrenching at times for you, but it was exciting as a neutral, and I think people are mad not to go. The attendances were quite high, actually, and it was great to see people cheering in the terrace and kids in the grass banks and all that kind of stuff. It was great. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Brian Kelly, just on that, uh, I suppose this is a new initiative by the county board to bring in the weekend pass. It, 
I don't know, maybe we'll ask here on that or whatever, but like it, it was kind of a last minute thing. So maybe something that when they publicize it, it will become stronger and become bigger because there wasn't a whole lot of publicity about it. It was it was all in the run up to the games that this was done, whereas maybe a month's notice, people would have been ready for a, a weekend, a festival of football. Yeah, well, in the build up to the Harlan final, I identified that Kiltail were in both finals on the Saturday and the Sunday and I said, it'd be a great idea to give their support or some kind of a discount. So... In the end, after a week or so of d- debate and thought on it, the weekend pass came to be. It's something that supporters have long been looking for, and it just took a while for it to come through. But now that that it's there, if it becomes a long term thing, people will become more and more used to it, and they'll they'll know in advance that it's coming through. Yeah, Kieran Flynn. Yeah, and you'll see a lot of advertisements coming up in the next few weeks, and you'll see them online and in newspapers about the season ticket. With the season ticket's going to be for sale. It's going to be brilliant for obviously the county football. It's going to be two hundred euros, and that'll get you into all Alliance National Football League matches, not just for Mead, but for all of the counties in Division One, Two, Three, and Four. It gets you into every game. So if you if you want to go up to Cavan, Mon, and Dublin, Louth, them games, you get in for free as well. You get you your first game of the championship for free. Then get you reduced prices and all the other championship games. But most importantly, for that two hundred, you get all club games in your county. So you be if you go to games on a regular basis, you will save an absolute fortune, and the money actually from the season tickets. Like oh, nearly, oh, nearly most of the money goes directly to the county as well. So the GA don't make money off it. The county makes the money and you'll save the majority of your funds as well. So it's like there was a good few season passes in me at the moment, but we're hoping to get way more next year because it benefits everyone be it in the county and be it the supporters of Mead football. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it would be a great stocking filler. We'll be talking about stocking fillers over the next uh, uh, couple of months. We'll probably give it a break until after Halloween at least. Um, people don't want to be hearing about that uh, the C-H-R-I-S-T-M-A-S word uh, just at the moment. Spelled that right, didn't it, David? Yeah, 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 yeah oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> says the teacher, says the teacher. <laughs> you can't predict either. Um, what we'll do now is we'll move oh, on to the results. <laughs> we'll move on to the results from the weekend and we're going to start with the Chocolate Herrick Junior Championship semi-final and it was uh, Beliver and Clonagale fighting it out in trim on Saturday and it was Clonagale, the current Intermediate hurling champions from the week beforehand who came out uh, victorious in this one won nine to nine points in favour of Clonmagale, and that will see them playing um, uh, intermediate football next year, regardless of the result in the final. Kieran Flynn, and I suppose it's now just uh, it's going to be a, a gentleman's game of football now between Myla and Clonmagale in that final because, as I said, both of them will be playing. Pitting, their, pitting themselves against all the intermediate teams next year and it's a matter of just, you know, somebody putting their name on that cup now. Absolutely, but I've been known in history that a lot of gentlemen have bet the hell out of each other as well, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of flaking. But uh, the game itself, it seemed to be... Uh, Sorry, over six minutes in before he mentioned flaking. Because mm. <laughs> I'm slow this, slow this week, yeah, it's a slow week. But the, the game seemed to be played with a lot of defensive football, uh, from what I heard about it, and it seemed to be kind of over and back, but it seemed that Tom Hanley, the manager, a few of his lads played well. Philip Gary was one of the biggest influences. Keen Sway and Dara Griffin, Paul Chute were lads who played very well. It seemed that the big moment of the match was in the 27th or so minute, where a move basically ended up with Jeremy Dunica burying the net out of it. So that was kind of the key one that obviously they won by the goal. Uh, Brennan McKeown was the top scorer for Blyver with five points, but it just seemed that they were trying to get the goal and couldn't get the goal. So you know yourself, when you get a goal, there's a gap there, and unless you can bridge it, you're going to lose the game, and yeah. invariably, like, 
and that was the kind of you can see that across all the games this weekend yeah absolutely and uh, David Risman I suppose uh, you being our junior expert it would be only uh, right to go to you now um, looking at that um, it's going to be a Beliver and or sorry it's going to be a Clonagale and Moyla final and as I said like they're basically fighting uh, out to put their name on that trophy because mm. the, you know the, once it's engraved in that trophy it can't be taken off but both of them will be delighted at the fact that they're going to be playing intermediate football next next year now we will be previewing this game next week mm. so just the yeah. fact that they're both going to be playing intermediate next <coughs> year is huge for both clubs it is it is massive particularly for the likes of Moila who have been so long kind of out of intermediate football um, we didn't know without winning that and Clannagale more recently I think probably 2024 for 2015 they came down from intermediate so they've been you know down in junior for four years it's taken a little bit of time but I think they were always expected to bounce back at some stage Um, yeah going back to you know the actual winning of the competition I think it's still very important that you know that you win the cup going up I know it's grand to have that to fall back on when you do lose whoever it will be but just from memory Kilmainham and Drumbarrow was the last team last game that the two teams went up in and um, Kilmainham have it, it's quite well known that Kilmainham haven't won at them for a number of years and they will always look back and say well you know we went up as intermediate runners up at the time but you know didn't ultimately win at them and as you said to have their name engraved on the trophy so it's it's a huge card for them but I suppose from that sense the, it is a little bit um, different but uh, it, there'll be no quarter given they met as recently as three or four weeks ago in the Division 4 decider um, where Myla probably surprisingly ran out comfortable enough winners that day so yeah. um, Clannagale will definitely have a, an incentive there great linesman that day actually the great linesman and great linesman in part also that league finals that was yeah you're not going to ask me who it was no 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 no, uh, no. go on go on go on go on go on who was it who what you're asking me now? Yeah, who who was, was it? Um, Francis Flynn. No, Francis it was, Flynn. no, it was Cormac Riley, and I was doing the other line. <laughs> <laughs> and Cormac Riley is a deadly linesman, so he is. Um, uh, but yeah, it is going to be Moila and uh, Clan McGill meeting in that final uh, to get their name on the trophy. So um, well done to. Um, uh, Clon the Gale and getting over Beliver in that local derby. Um, that junior final, Kieran Flynn. Um, just before we move on, I suppose the junior final, the intermediate final, and senior final are all going to take place in the same weekend now, um, due to the way the the fixtures have gone. And uh, I think the junior and intermediate are going to be played together. Is that it? Yeah, it looks like they're going to be on the Saturday. There's no confirmed fixtures, but with the replay and the hurling final, the football has to be delayed a week, so it's going to be on the Saturday. And then obviously the minor championship final will be with the senior on the Sunday. Okay, and so it will be the senior final uh, on the Sunday on the bank holiday weekend with the. So again, your weekend pass obviously is extremely important. That'll be an operation as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that'll be a great weekend to get your 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 weekend pass. You get four uh, finals. You'll get the junior, intermediate, and you'll get the minor and uh, the senior final. So, um, really is worth uh, looking into that weekend pass. We're going to move on now to uh, the Mead Com- Mead Potato Company Intermediate Championship semi finals taking place on the weekend, and uh, the first one saw Nobber taking on Castletown. This was on Saturday, two p.m. in Park Tolchin, and we were served up a, a great game of football here. David Rispin um, went. To extra time and it was um, Nobber who came away with the victory in the end 218 excuse me to 117 in favour of Nobber and I suppose Nobber flew out of the, the traps Castletown reeled them back in then went ahead Nobber had a man sent off it looked like it was going to be uh, curtains then for, for Nobber because they were playing with the wind in the mm. first half Castletown yeah. were going to have it in the second half but 
Nobber really, really, really uh, pushed on. In fairness, Castletown drew level with that free from um, Kevin, uh, Ross. Kevin Ross um, uh, deep into injury time. There was a couple of chances then after that because yeah. the referee did give them a chance and whatever, but uh, full value for the win, uh, Nobber, and you know some some great performances on their team. Yeah, you have to you have to give them all the credit to be honest with you. Castletown, yeah, they, they blew it a bit. Uh, we, we we'll have to acknowledge that as well, but. You know, they stuck in there at difficult times and, you know, Castletown um, had umpteen chances to win it and they'll be sick, really. They played with an extra man for 40 minutes, as you mentioned, after yeah. Alan Farrell was sent off and then they played the last probably one or two minutes with two extra men um, when Heffernan went off, yeah. So, uh, but Rossi's free was brilliant at the end of normal time to get extra time, but then Kenny Smith went through and he's just not the one you probably wanted the ball yeah, to be with. Yeah. I think he, he wanted to fist the ball over, but he was probably coming across with his weaker left hand and couldn't really adjust and ended up spilling it and ultimately the draw was probably the fair result and then in extra time you always fancy number to back to full strength you know you fancy them to go on and win the game and and so they did Brian Farrell you mentioned uh, who were the standout players Brian Farrell was unbelievable again I think two 210 <laughs> flints yeah. in which is just a uh, remarkable shooting and, and Sean Mead um, ably assisted him I thought he was fantastic yeah. as well we, we will be going into uh, uh, depth on that game in our Patreon service on the Loyal Royals podcast and uh, you caught up with the manager Sean Carlin from Nobber after that game and that also will be in the um, Patreon service when we're doing our reviews of the weekend but well done to Nobber on uh, reaching the intermediate final and they will be taking on Trim because Trim uh, versus Old Castle, that was on Sunday at 2.30pm. Trim came with the victory here. Two goals and 12 to Old Castle's nine points. It was a double scores result uh, in favour of Trim. And Brian Kelly, like, um, w- w- we thought that this was going to be a much, much closer affair. But in fairness to Trim, you know, they, they, they led from start to finish in this game. Yeah, Trim got a very good start. And the opposite was really the case at Old Castle. They only scored twice in the first half. And they had a mountain to climb at half-time. And in the conditions, it was always going to be very hard to claw that lead back. They made a valiant effort. Then one slip-up, trim goal, and it was really good night, Vienna. Trim, every time Oldcast looked like coming back in the second half, Trim just had something to respond. And very hard to have the stomach to keep coming back from that. And eventually, you'll really just end up giving up. And they lost, they lost CJ Healy early on in the first half, and he was a big loss too. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful victory there for Trim. Um, having been beaten in the Hurland semi-final only a couple of weeks ago to come back and uh, win the intermediate semi-final against Oldcastle in double scores. Again, we caught up with uh, James Cullen, the centre-half forward for Trim after that game. We will be going into uh, um, deeper analysis of that game on the Patreon service. So do look out for that and for that interview. And uh, that Nobber and Trim final championship final will be on on the Saturday of the bank holiday weekend um, where Nobber and Trim will face off for the right to pick up the trophy. Um, just going back, I suppose, on overall those games, we'll look at our predictions, lads, um, from last week. Um, Beliver and Clonnagail, all four of us went for a Beliver win. Um, I did say at the end of the podcast, or during the podcast, David Rispin, that I'm sure Clonnagail are going to use this as motivation for the team. And by the looks of things, they did play that uh, podcast in the dressing room before the game because they came out and they got that victory over Beliver. Yeah, they probably didn't have to play it. I'd say we just put the kiss, the We Are Mead kiss of death on poor old Beliver. <laughs> um, and, and look, it wasn't just us. The amount of people I spoke to today after that game, 
and you know it was it was not just us who were predicting um, Beliver to win comfortably in in many people's eyes they felt they were shocked at the result to be honest with you but full credit to Clannagale I mean we discussed last week how would they go about trying to nullify you know the the Beliver full forward line yeah. and Flynn's mentioned they've they've gone defensive on that and it's probably worked a treat and look at fair play to them they're in the final and uh, back in intermediate football so yeah kudos absolutely and then we'll move on to the next game on from the weekend which was Nobber and Castletown and both myself and uh, David Rusman win for a Castletown win. Um, they did have a free at the end of uh, of of uh, normal time on the left hand side, up in the corner forward position. Yeah. Um, Darren Finney. Uh, Darren Finney. Yeah. yeah. And he took it on the right foot and it went across the face of goal. Yeah. Stayed in play. And then and Kenny Smith's one. Yeah. When he just goes. running straight yeah. through. So, um, me and you could have got the victory there yeah. with with a Castletown win. Um, the two lads went for Nobber Which and. I think uh, they did win, didn't they? Uh, they went for Nobber and the game ended up being a draw. Yeah, so yeah. You, do, you don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, game ended up being a draw. Oh. Then, sorry, sorry, what team is in the final? Yeah, Kieran, no. is that Nobber? Nobber won the game. Yeah, I think I think that's after, cr- after extra time. But yeah, the the cool. winner of the game is Nobber, so I think that's one for Kieran and myself. Lads, lads, yeah. just to clear this up, right? If we yeah. were going with that um, sort of system, system exactly. The rules of the GS. No, yeah. we we wouldn't be taking draws. So we actively pick draws here. Sometimes. Some people pick them more often than others. Yeah, i.e. Kieran Flynn. And sometimes, <laughs> oh, sometimes you yeah, even hear maybe somebody saying, "I'm going to go draw full time and such and such." To Brian Kelly after, <coughs> after Brian, extra time. That's just trying to show my level of expertise. Yeah, and yeah, you got you got both horribly wrong. So <laughs> yeah, you did show your level of expertise. <laughs> you did. Uh, but again, but if just, anyone wants to get the actual true actual rules of the GA, just check our Twitter feed and. Like my own personal one or the Mead one, we can send you the rules, no problem. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, so no. The, this propaganda I don't from think Mickey Brennan, we I, are Calvin, you know what I mean? I don't think any of us are, are disputing the rules of the GA, but we have a rule on the podcast which I will search out. Should we vote on it? No, we, we no, no, it's not. It's not democratic. I can tell you, it's not democratic. I make the rules, and that's just the way it is. And we know it. We know the story. Anyway, but uh, yeah, so all of us got that one wrong. So we've got two results so far, and nobody has got it right. <laughs> yeah. Trim and Old Castle. Uh, that was played on Sunday. Three of us went for Trim, and Brian Kelly kept his 100% record going by going for Old Castle. So that's a 100% record for uh, Brian Kelly. You keep that going. That's a zero, isn't it? Uh, that's a zero, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but anyways, that is the three games uh, uh, covered now and our predictions. There's We've got one right out of three, myself, Brian and Kieran, and uh, Brian Kelly has... Brian Kelly has none out of three. We're going to move he on now to the fairy. Brian and Kieran, so yes, I did get one right. Uh, we're going to move on now. Sorry, David. Yeah, um, we're going to move on now to the fairy house steel senior championship semi-finals played on the weekend, and the first one was played on Saturday at four thirty, and it was Summerhill taking on Simonson, and it was Summer Summerhill who came away with, or. I suppose uh, ran away with a, a stolen victory over Simonson. Oh. Two goals and two, two goals. And, I'm not bitter. Do you at want all. lemon? Do you want lemon with that chip? <laughs> no, I've got plenty of, of bitter lemon here. So um, no, look, Summerhill two goals and twelve. Simonson two goals and ten. And uh, this was a look. It was a an end to end game that the the uh, lead was shared by both teams at different stages throughout the game. But David Rispin. <sighs> 
I don't think either team deserved to win this game. I really do think a, a draw would have been a fair result. But look, Summerhill showed the gumption to get the scores at the end and hold out for that victory. Yeah, they did. I, I know, I, look what I can relate to you, it was, um, it was probably heartbreaking from a Simon Sound perspective just with the goal arriving in injury time. But uh, what, what a game of football. What an advertisement for Mead football in general. I thought it was a magnificent game of football. Uh, end-to-end, as you mentioned. Trills and spills, goals, uh, you had it all really. Uh, two quality teams going at it and played in the right spirit and everything. I thought the, the you know, the after the game I thought Summerhill were very dignified after winning the game and I thought Simonson were just as dignified after losing the game. It's very easy to kind of, you know, shake a lad's hand and, and everything when you win a game. But I thought Simonson were first class and... You know, and congratulating Summerhill, and there's a lot of respect mutually between the the clubs. Um, you know, naturally the Mead lads on both sides were kind of in cahoots, but other lads as well. Um, and it just shows. Uh, you know, the emotions were were quite high and, uh, fabulous game. Simonson are great champions. They, they they really showed it. But uh, Summerhill ultimately are going to have their big day out again. They are indeed, and uh, a fabulous win. And I suppose the. The, the big talking point from that game or the, the, the player that stood out the most was probably wing half forward Kevin Ryan for Summerhill and uh, he managed to uh, stick two balls in the net uh, mm. for Summerhill on the day and, and, and ultimately uh, saw them over the line against Simonstown uh, again we will be going into uh, deep uh, analysis of that game where you pay, you caught up with uh, Shawnee Dalton and Kevin Ryan uh, the two forwards from um from Summerhill after that game and uh, look out for those on the Patreon service. Um, we'll move on now to the semi-final that was taking place today, uh, Sunday, and it was Rathout taking on Gail Cullum Kill. And this game uh, didn't go to script, Kieran Flynn. Rathout, two goals in 14. Gail Cullum Kill, heartbreak again at semi-final stage. One goal in 10. It was uh, 20 points to 13, a seven-point win for Rathout. But look, Rathout fully deserved of their win. Yeah, and uh, we were just checking it. It is it is the first ever time they were in a senior football final. They've been in a senior hurling final. Uh, they've never been in football before. So in it's fact, a great that was their first ever semi-final. Yeah, exactly, the first yeah. ever semi-final. So it's a great honour for the Rateau Club, which have done such diligent work over the last 10 years, more on underage, all Division 1 coming through. But on today's game, especially in the second half, they really showcased their talents and they were excellent in the second half. The two Wallaces were brilliant and the different lads really just pushed through Gail Colum Kill probably will rue a lot of their misses and probably some of their probably bad choices and wrong decisions and picking the wrong man and the the wrong kick pass option and hand pass option, etc. But overall, Rototh were well deserved victors. And I think when we go through it, we can analyse that the Patreon. Yeah, absolutely. We will be um, uh, looking back over that game on the Patreon service and we did catch up with Davy Byrne, the manager of Rathout, uh, the victorious uh, Rathout over Gail Colm-Killen. And I have to say that's probably the first time in the history of doing the podcast that uh, Kieran Flynn has not mentioned the fact that his father taught all those good footballers over in, in Kells, Davy Rispin. Yeah, first time I, he's never I, he's I, I, for you to say it. <laughs> I actually spoke to Francis Flynn this evening after the game and, you know, I was saying... Um, about some of the discipline towards the end of the Kells lads and he was saying to be fair he, I said Francis you, you had to deal with it in school and he says no he says none of them were like that when they were in school he said <laughs> you know <laughs> but I uh, know ah, look at uh, Kells Kells will be disappointed I think uh, with probably the manner of the performance more than that and over the piece you know we mentioned they were six points up at one stage 
but were never actually that comfortable. They looked edgy throughout, and um, Rotot second half, full credit to them. I thought they were outstanding, really were, and uh, they, deserved, they deserved their win and their place in the final. Yeah, absolutely, and that's going to see Summerhill pitted against Rotot in the Ferry Seal Senior Championship final. That'll take place on the Sunday of the bank holiday, and that'll be preceded by the minor final um, as well that day, and that is going to be an absolutely cracking final. In fairness, we will be um, previewing it next week, but like when you look at it, Rotot... I said it to you last week, Davy Wisman. Mm. They're in bonus territory now. You know, they've never been to a semi-final. So getting to a semi-final was obviously going to be a monkey off the back. Um, first ever senior semi-final. And, you know, they went out, shackles off today, win that game. And they're in complete bonus ter- territory now going into the final with a quality squad. Yeah, with an absolute littered with quality. It really is. I mean, we mentioned the guys that meet under 20 players who aren't, can't get into yeah. the team. Dottie McGowan, come on, scored a goal today. Keen Rogers, another huge player. Conal Hearn, the actual Mead under twenty captain, didn't even get on today. Yeah, <laughs> like it just, just shows. Come it. on, you know, it's an embarrassment. It, it really is, and like, and then you look at their full forward line. And you say, well, where does he get in? You have the two Wallaces and Brian McMahon. You know, so fair enough, you could rejig it, but yeah, it's a, it's a magnificent squad. It's, it's going to be it's an taken, intriguing final. It it will. It'll be a little bit of a clash of styles. I think they met earlier this year, and Summerhill did rob it. Now that day, Absolutely. It, and, and and I was just going to say that you know against Rathout mm. that day, a turnover over in uh, uh, in, the, in a very similar position to yeah. the turnover against Simonstown yesterday yeah. and at a very similar stage yeah, in the game yeah. and uh, Summerhill go down and get the goal and they did the exact same thing against Simonstown yesterday so there'll probably be a little bit of revenge uh, on the cards maybe for a toad for that for that loss you'd, you'd think so yeah you really would and look what I spoke to Davey which we'll hear on the the Patreon podcast later that you know he he felt that that day they didn't probably perform to anywhere near where that what they're capable of, and today you know they put that right second half fair enough. Now the first half was pretty pretty poor to be honest with you, but whatever whatever they said at halftime between themselves to come out and they were a completely different team, um and they showed exactly the kind of form that we've seen against Screen and what they're what they're really capable of. Yeah, we did indeed. I just said uh, Davy Rispin was just leaning on something there as I was trying to just put the mic in front of him. And uh, uh, maybe if there is a little bit of a dip in his uh, in his volume there, that's all it was. Uh, we're going to move. We wish. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to move on now. Anyway, we will be previewing the senior final next week, and obviously all the all the finals that will be taking place on the bank holiday weekend on next week's uh, Patreon podcast. Um, just uh, uh, we better go back just before we move on to. I, I was I had switched the page, and I've been reminded by David Rispin that we have to go back to our predictions um, from the Ferry Steel Senior Championship semi-finals. Um, in the first of them, si- Summerhill and Simonston, the three uh, the three bollocks here beside me went for Summerhill. Uh, so well played, did. lads. Well played. <laughs> three, the three. Well, the, uh, 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 <laughs> and uh, I went for Simonston, obviously. And uh, in fairness, um, I tried to help you by tipping the opposition. Well, like, that's true. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You deserve to give me the credit for that at least. I, Fair play to you, Brian Kelly. I, 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 I thank you for that. Um, I just don't thank Summerhill for the result. But look, they're great winners. And as you said, um, very dignified and, and respectful uh, having won that semi-final. It was a, it was a really, really good uh, clash between two great teams. And uh, I do wish Summerhill all the best in, in the final. Um, but as for these bollocks, as I said, here beside me, uh, tipping against my club, I don't like that. Anyways, um, Rathout and uh, Gail Colum Kill, we actually... All went for a Gail column kill. Another kiss of death. Yeah, another kiss of death. So what it leaves is, out of five results, 
we have David Rispin got two out of five. Uh, Michael Brennan, I got one out of five. Kieran Flynn got two out Three. of five. Three. And Brian Kelly got the yeah. same as me, one out of five. Dude, so that's disgraceful, lads. It's, it's very I poor. Could, no, 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 come here. In fairness, it's disgraceful for yourself as well. None of us, none of us are, you know, uh, covering ourselves in glory here with the, the most being two. Yeah, no, I said of, it was disgraceful across, across the board. Across the board, yeah. yeah. So we're going to move on now anyway uh, to a preview of the Ted Murtha Senior Hurling uh, final, which will take place as David Rispin gets up to uh, head off for a nap, um, uh, which takes place this Sunday in Park Talchin and sees Kildalki and Kiltail uh, fighting it out again for um, uh, uh, the accolade of being the champions for 2019 and I suppose um, you know Kildalki haven't been in such a great position the last day to go on and win this one Kieran Flynn Kiltail getting a chance again in the mix for six you know usually in a, in a, um, a replay um, the, the better team wins it's but it's still going to be on a knife edge this one oh, yeah like when we did a review of the final on the, the Hurling Patreon podcast like we were we were just talking about how good the games were. The hurling was excellent. It really, like, it might have started a bit slow the game, but it came to light. It was like a powder keg blown up. It was brilliant. And the finish was so exciting. I looked like Kildaki were going to dethrone the, the, the five-in-a-row champions. But it just, it came that the the champions didn't lie down and take it. And it basically, there was a great ball. A bit a great ball came across. I'm not sure if it was a James Kelly or Podge Kelly hit the ball across. I think it was James Kelly. And it just landed in the in the kind of the box from the square, kind of, and just fell to Jack Regan. Like, and what more? Who do you want on the Jacksey? Like, Jacksey's one of the best you can have on the field. And now we have reviewed that final. So yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But coming into it, <laughs> no, I know. But you can't. It's nearly you could talk about that for Ireland for the rest of your life. It was a great like finals are great in the hurling, but the uh, basically coming from that will like the same parameters be set. Like, what will will Kildaki come out with the same intensity? Or will they kind of felt like they've left a bit behind? It's very hard to motivate yourself for a replay. Uh, Kiltaila got out of jail. That's been the talk. Maybe they're playing themselves down a bit. That's been all the talk of Kildale saying we were nearly nearly bet and we just stayed alive. Kildaki got to be thinking they're the best team. they got to go out and, and fight like becoming champions. But then Kildale are staying alive. Like they want to play the Offaly champions in Leinster on the 2nd or 3rd of November. Like that's Kildale maybe were victims of maybe having their eyes on that. But... They're definitely going to have their eyes on Sunday at 3pm in Paratolchen because it's going to be a cracker of a game. And uh, you were at the um, the drawn final as well, Brian Kelly. And who are the players to look out for from Kildalki? Who are the ones from Kiltail? Obviously, Jack Regan is going to be one to look out for. But where do you see this game being won and lost? Yeah, Kevin McKeown had an interesting role the last day. Normally, you expect a forward to just be a forward, but he seemed to have a man-marking role on James Kelly, who was wing back for Kiltail. And that's an interesting one to look out for the next day. And I think it was Brendan McKeown came in and was picking up Jack Regan. So how the two McKeowns do the next day could have a huge impact on the final. But replays often throw up an, un- an unseen hero from the first match. And Shawnee Heavey was somebody who was quietly effective the first day. But if he turns in a big performance in the replay, that will be huge for Kildaki and it will give them a huge boost. And what about the fact as well that uh, Kiltail lost uh, O'Sullivan early in that first half, maybe 10 or 15 minutes in, was it, uh, in, 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 in the uh, the drawn final? Just after half-time. Oh, sorry, just after half-time, uh, five or 10 minutes into the second half. You know, will that, you, keeping the full 15 on the field is, absolute, is absolutely imperative for Kiltail to go on and win this game because Kildalki, 
you know, they they can they are a very, very good outfit and, you know, they can put it up to Kiltail, especially if Kiltail are down to 14 men. So, you know, discipline is going to be huge. It'll be huge, but on the other hand, Kiltail probably played their best hurling in the final when down to 14 men, like when the chips were down, the, backs the 14 the men really rescued it for them. Like their big player stood up, James Kelly putting in that sideline cut, which Kieran referenced, Jack C. Regan netting the goal, um, the right half back, um, Donoghue was superb on the day Philly Garvey brilliant at full back it's one of these things it, it's very hard to break the winner but the one thing which will be nagging Kildalki is in the final two years ago they were up with a few minutes to go they lost it yeah. this year they were up by four points they needed a last a last <coughs> ditch free from Paddy Keneally to equalise have they the know-how to beat Kiltail in the final Kiltail have the know-how to pull Kildalki back and I'd say that's something that's going to be nagging on the Kildalki minds in the next week or so. Kieran Flynn, uh, I'm going to you now. I'm going to ask you for your prediction. Is it going to be Kiltail or is it going to be Kildalki? Well, you, you did. Now you you just got to forget. I you want. Ask me in the I did. Well, I did ask you last week, but I want you. I want everybody to hear you saying who your prediction is this week. Well, it's the same as last week. And who was that? <laughs> It's the same. And who was that? Uh, Quid Scripsy Scripsy. <laughs> what I've written, I've written. We need you to say it. <laughs> you can't remember. It's Kiltail, unfortunately. Yeah. It's Kiltail. So, um, Kieran Flynn is going to go for a Kiltail win. And uh, we're going to ask Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly, can you give us the kiss of death for one of these teams? Uh, I have a, pro- a proviso <laughs> on my tip. If Shane McGann is available for selection, Kiltail win. So, who are you going to go for then? If Shane McGann's not available, Kildalki. Just pick one of them. So <laughs> that, that means Kildalki. So, oh, he's going for Kildalki. Jack C. Jack Jack Regan, you owe me a pint. Yeah, very good, very good. We're going to. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick a draw. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting that down. Yeah, Rispin tips are at my line. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on now to the K Windows Junior 2 uh, Hurling final, and that will take place. It's going to be the um, curtain raiser to Kildalki and Kiltail, and it's going to see some Pats taking on Nafina. And uh, Kieran Flynn, just this one, you know, we've spoken about this before first teams and second teams, and uh, St. Pats first team taking on Nafina's second team in this Junior 2 final. And uh, you know, are you going to stick with your usual uh, thing of a uh, first team winning over a second team? Are St. Pat's going to beat Nafina in this Junior 2 final? Yeah, if you go through the recent history as well, uh, St. Pat's have won the Junior 2 and then the following year go up to the Junior not feel it and come back down and won the Junior 2 again. So uh, maybe that's what they're they're planning on doing. But as you said, it's their first team. It's great to see Hurling on the East Coast of Mead. It's normally not a pocket we, we associate with Hurling. But it'll be interesting to see now, I, I I will pick some paths, but it'll be interesting now, I get the programme details during the week, when I see who's on the programmes, I might be texting in a change to me, the thing, it's hard to know when you don't know who's on the panels well, exactly. you've, you've, you've well, you can text in at and you want during the week, it's going to be, you've picked some paths, and Brian Kelly, I'm going to ask you, uh, being a small ball expert as well, the smaller ball expert, we're going to ask you for your prediction on that, and Fiena or some paths, I know you don't probably know as much about the junior hurling, but I'm still going to ask you for a prediction. Nafina. Nafina. <laughs> another, another trophy has his East Coast. 
No, they're kissing dead. We'd just like to apologise to everybody from uh, Nafina and from Kildaki out there for uh, Brian Kelly's uh, predictions. But uh, look, there's always next year. Uh, we're going to move on now to uh, uh, just one of the fixtures that we want to bring up from the Hurling. Next Saturday, it's the Leinster Junior Hurling Championship and it will see Clonagale uh, taking on Minute. That's in trim on Saturday. We don't have a time for that just at the minute. But Kieran Flynn, I suppose it's... It's uh, it's all go for Clonmacnoise at the minute. You know they they win the junior championship. Uh, sorry, they win the intermediate hurling championship two weeks ago. They had to play in the um, junior uh, football championship semi final on the weekend. They're into that final. They're now going to take on Minute in the Leinster Junior next Saturday, and then the following Saturday they're out again in the junior final. It's uh, it's just all go for this uh, bunch of players. Well, it's going to be hectic as hell, isn't it? There, but this is isn't this what you do? Like when you you basically go out and slog yourself and all the, in January and February and the muck and the rain, you you dream of, of going on Leinster runs and you dream about winning doubles and you this is what they're going to have to have in their mind. I know it's not not all the players are dual, but there's a heavy contingent from both sides. So it'd be interesting to see will fatigue kick in. But from what we've seen, it's probably next year's league or, or early championship if there was if there was April games next year, which is not thankfully. That's probably where the hangover will kick in. They might have a poor start to the league, but I don't think they give a hoot about that right now. Yeah, at the Win minute, these games, you know. At the, at the minute, I'd say they're all running on adrenaline over there in that boy in Rakarn. It's absolutely brilliant for them. Well, they're absolutely they, flying. Only they played football this week from the crack from the review of the the party in in that boy after the win in the hurling. I'm surprised any of them are still alive. <laughs> well, they are, and they're, <laughs> and they're alive, and they're going well, and they're uh, they're they're still flying in both the hurling and the football. It'll be kind of like with Father Ted. I remember Father Jack when he when he gives up the drink and then he doesn't know what's going on. It'll be like that. They'll just stop playing good hurling. Then. <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting to watch Clan the Gales, uh, fortunes over the next few weeks. Anyway, between the hurling and the football. Moving on now to uh, some more football on the ladies' front. The Leinster uh, uh, Intermediate. Championship uh, took place uh, on last Tuesday in Ashburn and Brian Kelly, Dunbar Ashburn, uh, just coming up a cropper to a strong Dublin Fontenoy side, uh, Clonmacnoise again actually. One goal and seven to Dunbar Ashburn, six points and disappointing result for the girls from Dunbar Ashburn. Yeah, very disappointing result for them. The original game on the Sunday, I think it was maybe the Saturday, got abandoned due to an injury and it was rescheduled for the Tuesday. It was a typical evening in Ashburn, a strong breeze blowing down the pitch. Clannagale Fontenay had the breeze behind them and the first half and built up a substantial lead. Dunhamore Ashburn tried their best in the second half to claw it back, but Clannagale defensively were outstanding and they just were unable to get the goal that they probably really needed to whittle it back. If they got a goal, it would have given them a huge psychological boost, but it just didn't come for them and Clannagale Fontenay held out. And, um, like, disappointing result for Dunhamore Ashburn, but They've been searching for a few years to win that intermediate championship in Mead. And when the dust settles on the game last week, they will be very satisfied to have achieved that aim and get up to senior status for next year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm, I'm just hoping that the first round of the Mead senior championship next year will be St. Michael's versus Dunhamore Ashburn. Okay, <laughs> that'll be an interesting one, is right? The Tom O'Connor Derby, we could t- call that one. Um, but uh, look, Dunmore Ashburn, as you said, knocking on the door that intermediate for a while. That would have been their main uh, focus at the start of the year. Getting into Leinster was a bonus, and just unfortunately coming up a cropper um, on Tuesday night against Clondagale Fontenay of Dublin, um, as we said. Uh, in the Leinster uh, Senior Championship, Ladies Senior Championship, it was Simonstown uh, taking on Sarsfields of Leash in Leash. 
Leash today, Sunday, and uh, Simonstown coming up a cropper there as well. Just on the wrong side of a four point uh, deficit, um, two goals and ten to Sarsfields of Leash, and two goals and six to Simonstown. A four point defeat for the Simonstown uh, ladies, and I suppose um, uh, David Rispin a weak turnaround on that wasn't uh, ideal for them and I I believe if, if I'm correct that game was brought forward a week or something only a few weeks ago they only yeah. found out recently that that game was being brought forward a week it's not ideal and I suppose last year it was the same I, they didn't even get a week last year I think they got two or three days wasn't it they, yeah, it was played midweek and then wasn't it and then they were out the weekend yeah good effort Um, I think 6-2 down at half time and you know the four point uh, deficit was ultimately the the final score in the end, but um, it's disappointing. I think they would have wanted a better crack at Leinster this year. I think last year was more; they were more concerned about winning the Mead one, enjoying that. And last year they come up against the Dublin champions in the first. Yeah, round, I was. At, I actually was at that game last year, and the the Dublin champions probably would have bet us out in court. <laughs> like they were, <laughs> they were absolutely brilliant. Like um, most definitely would have bet court. <laughs> <laughs> and Insaney, uh, but. Uh, this year, I think they would have been optimistic of going down to Leash and getting a result ultimately, Absolutely, but yeah. it wasn't it wasn't being unfortunately um, for them. But uh, they'll still be happy with their back to back. They will indeed, and uh, uh, a great uh, season, and, and it's not something that's easily done is getting back to backs. I think there's only three clubs in Mead that have ever done it, and the ladies. I think it's St Ulton's, Centralstown, and Simonson are the only teams to that have done back to back um in the ladies football um Brian Kelly just kind of gives me a look there as if to say hang on a second I'll tell you the truth but I think I'm right aren't I in that yeah as a scientist man I just don't like other clubs being bracketed in the same thing as us but we'll I, think, I, think, I, think I think you're correct yeah I think I'm correct as well um we're going to move on now anyway that is all the results uh, that I have in front of me Kieran Flynn we're going to go to you um I think there was some results from the junior B junior C and junior D as well Absolutely, yeah. There was the Junior B quarter knockout semi-finals were played in Trim and Screen today. Uh, Kilbride uh, bet Boards Mill 214-1-6. to And the other one was Slain and Retoth, which was 1-9-1-5. Um, so it's good. Retoth will be playing Kilbride now on this Saturday. We've no time yet. Yeah, great win there for um, uh, Retoth um, in their semi-final. And uh, um, a great win for... Um, uh, uh, Kilbride I know David Nolan is managing the uh, Kilbride side and uh, he's put in an awful lot of effort there and that's a very convincing win for them in their semi-final you have some other results there as well yeah, the junior C semi-finals are on this morning as well uh, Dundery defeated Beliver 1-9 to 10 points and Walterstown defeated Dunsany 3-9 to 3 points and also the junior D was uh, finished up as well St Column Kills are going to be playing the winner of this game which was Wolf Tones on a scoreline of 217 to St Peterson Boy in one Six. And just looking at that junior C, there's no first teams left in that at the no, moment. The polls, were knocked out. the polls were knocked out. Nothing in junior D, obviously. And in the junior B, you've got uh, Kilbride's first team taking on Rathout's second team in that one. And, uh, you know, that should make for a good final. It will be. I saw the end of Rathout absolutely uh, demolishing Manalvi's second team before they played them in the senior. And like nearly that junior B team nearly would have put it up to Manalvi senior team as well. Like they were that strong. So Philip Ahern, Ahern, who's a listener to the podcast, is managing that team in the junior B. And he's got a really good unit going into a final. And just Davy Byrne, the manager of Retoad, said today that they're going to be training. They're training with the junior Bs this week as well. And it's going to be racking up to obviously the junior B county final and then the following week to the senior final. So it's all good in Retoad at the moment. It is indeed. And uh, Retoad having a fabulous year. Um, beaten in the semi-final of the Hurling as well, was it? No, wasn't it? Uh, what? Who did it bet them? 
Which what was that? Trim beat them in the quarter final. Trim beat them in the quarter. Trim right, beat yeah. them in the quarter final. Well, they drew with remember, in the group stage, and we were taught yeah. that they were going to be the one to beat them, but. So they get the football this year and they can play the hurling next year. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe they can just give up the hurling next year and just concentrate on the football. It's a sensible well. thing, lads. Yeah. Dare you. <laughs> <laughs> Very dare you. Um, look, that's all the results that we have for uh, the We Are Mead podcast this week. Um, we're going to go to David Rispin. Any other business, sir? No, absolutely nothing. Uh, the draw, maybe? <laughs> the house draw. The house draw? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I suppose it better. Yeah. If you're ever stuck, you oh, always go, go on, to that. Then. Go on, yeah. I'll <laughs> oh, go on. <laughs> Uh, Christmas 28th of December is the third and final draw for the house uh, back in Cushglashen this time so first house is in Cushglashen second one in Clunadon third one back in Cushglashen still a three bed semi for 275,000 100 quid tickets if you're on in you can't win absolutely and uh, as we said before don't forget get your way up to Dunchockland there find Marie Delaney's house knock on her door buy a ticket offer because she has the golden tickets it seems um, for uh, the house draws uh, Brian Kelly anything from you and the minor board yeah I suppose um, Division 2 final finalists were decided over the weekend Dunbine played on Shocklin and the LMFM minor football championship that'll be played possibly on the October bank holiday Monday in Park Talchin the Division 1 championship is at playoff stage Summerhill played down in Marashburn on Tuesday evening more than likely in Dungani and then on Saturday the loser of that plays Simonstown and the semi-finals will be on Tuesday week and uh, is the minor final the, the same? Curtain raiser to the it's curtain raiser to the senior final, and we don't know who the finalists are yet. No, because um, unfortunately there was a number of walkovers given in the championship, and that skewed the whole championship with score difference, and it's resulted in playoffs. I see. It's I just. See. Unfortunately, some teams didn't feel in games. Yeah, absolutely. Is that everything from the minor board yet? Yeah. And uh, Brian Kelly, or sorry, Kieran Flynn, um, uh, have you any other business for us? No, just season ticket and obviously the weekend passes. So a lot of finals coming up in the next month. So just make sure they're actually going to be available in Dungani if you want to buy them during the week if you're passing by. Or you can buy them obviously the first day of the weekend at the turnstiles. But join yourself, just make sure you're there early and stuff so you don't want to be caught in a queue and miss the start of the game. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, we want to wish all of the teams that made it through to the respective finals the very best of luck in those championship finals, the Chottenterrick Junior Championship Final, the Mead Potato uh, Company Intermediate Final and the Fairy Hill Steel Senior Championship Final that all take place on the bank holiday weekend. Again, don't forget, go over to our uh, uh, Loyal Royals podcast on our Patreon service. It's Patreon forward slash we are mead you'll get us there um on the interweb uh, uh that way and we have interviews this week from the semi-finals of the intermediate and the senior championship with sean carlin from nobber uh, kevin ryan and shawnee dalton from Summerhill, james cullen from trim and we have davy byrne from Rathold. that's all from us this week and don't forget we are mead why it matters more <laughs>